Greetings and welcome back, you guys. Thank you so much to each and every listener for tuning in, not only for this brand new episode, but for the first episode of the new season. You know, I have to say, you guys, I'm completely humbled and inspired by the reaction, the outreach I've received since wrapping the last season, and I am so thrilled to be giving you guys an exciting second season of episodes, insight, and advice. This season, we will be featuring a plethora of community members and experts within a wide range of mental health topics. Uh, We get to couples counseling. We do military and mental health, postpartum depression. uh, We get to general anxiety and just so much more that we have planned for you guys. And, you know, I'm so humbled, you guys, again, because each day we're gaining new listeners. We're getting more downloads and across so many different devices and platforms. Uh, In fact, we now have international listeners in the UK, Ireland, uh, Turkey, and the Philippines. So this podcast is making its way even across the pond, which is something I really never, ever thought it would do. And this is just so exciting, and I cannot thank you guys enough, my listeners, for allowing this to happen. Our goal was to help at least one person, and we have well surpassed this. So thank you guys. Thank you very much. And I want you guys to know I do read your emails, and I see your messages, and I am happy to make this season as interactive as possible, and we've definitely done our best to do so. And I invite any listener who wants to add to the conversation or who would like to be featured on an episode to share your thoughts or reach out. Let me know. I am all ears. There is no agenda to this podcast other than to combat mental health stigma. So I'm always willing to work with new and interesting individuals. And in some personal news, I am very excited to announce that I have been accepted into Northwestern University to pursue my master's degree in mental health counseling. Uh, Northwestern has been a dream school of mine, and I have to say I am completely kind of nerding out. I'm really, really excited to start this next part of my journey. Uh, I know it's going to be a lot of work, and there's going to be a lot of change coming, but I am here for all of it. I love the model Northwestern has adopted, where we begin to actually see clients very early into our education. And then we bring what our clients are discussing from our sessions into the classroom. It's kind of a reverse learning model. And it's a very hands-on, interactive learning style. And this just brings me one step closer to my goal of becoming a licensed mental health counselor. And I do know that I cannot completely represent Northwestern in this podcast. And I know I can't discuss with you guys the specific cases I am learning from. But I am excited to see how this graduate degree is going to impact this podcast with a new network of guests and clients collaborations and inspirations. So just stay tuned, you guys. We've got some good stuff coming. If you guys recall at the end of season one, I featured an episode discussing men and mental health, but specifically why men don't like going to counseling. And I was unable to find a cis heterosexual male to come on the show, but I opened up to my audience and I challenged any listeners who felt they had what it took to come on and have this open discussion with me. Well, the wait is over. This episode has been over a year in the making, and ironically, my guest was under my nose the entire time. Um, AJ Payne and his family have been a very well-respected and much-loved regular of mine uh, during my time working in hospitality. AJ was born and raised in the Clearwater area, and he graduated from Osceola High School in 2014. Shortly after, he joined the Marine Corps, and he moved to Oceanside, California for a few years, and then he got out in June of 2018. After the Marine Corps, AJ went on to get a job at ASI, American Strategic Insurance, to become a QA analyst. Uh, This June will actually be five years at his company. 
And, you know, I've known AJ for years. And after I made a uh, Facebook post, actually asking for community members to join the show, AJ reached out. And, you know, AJ, I am just so appreciative of you. And I mean this in the best way possible. You know, thank you for being my man. Um, you know, I'm, I want to reiterate, too, I'm not trying to make this episode sound scary for AJ. He's not on trial here. And I have no intention of grilling him. I'm just reacting with excitement for this episode to even be happening. And I'm even more excited to dive in, you know, just because we're ready to get this done. You know, let's go for it. So welcome back, you guys. This is Men in Mental Health Continued. And just to make sure everybody is on the same page, I wanted to give everyone a brief recap of some of the concepts and the theories and some opinions I brought up during the previous Men in Mental Health episode. A recent study had found that nearly 40% of men refused to talk about their mental health, despite the fact that 35% of men believing in a private survey that at one point in their lives they had a diagnosable mental health concern. Men often see counseling as a form of weakness, and then this weakness directly impacts a man's ability to be vulnerable. Many men also have more difficult times expressing their thoughts or their feelings, and they often feel a counselor is there to try to outsmart or trick them into exploring sides of themselves they wish to keep suppressed. I also suggested theories of evolutionary psychology, which introduced potential psychological predispositions that dated all the way back to prehistoric times when men were hunters and women were gatherers. And some of these theories actually kind of explain how when men are met with a direct threat and, you know, back in those prehistoric times, you know, they it could have been when they were hunting their prey, um, you know, kind of. Maybe they're even being attacked by their prey, something along those lines. And then in modern times, you know, being forced to look inward at their behavior, it can kind of trigger a fight or flight response where men are more likely to fight physical danger, but they react and they kind of they, they flight from abstract threats. And one of the last things I mentioned focused on a men's health article I read uh, that was titled 30 BS Excuses for Why Guys Don't Do Therapy by Joshua David Stein. So all of these um, I hope to discuss with AJ and get his perspective. As always, before we get started, the views, information, or opinions expressed in this podcast are solely the views of those individuals involved and by no means represent absolute facts. Opinions expressed by the host and guests can change at any time. At time, this podcast may cover sensitive topics, and we ask you refrain from listening if you are likely to be offended or adversely impacted by any of these topics. Neither the company, the producer, the host, nor the guest shall at any time be liable for the content covered causing offense, distress, or any other reaction. I am not a licensed mental health counselor, and this podcast should not be used to substitute for actual mental health support. You know, AJ, I want to kind of open it up to you and, you know, kind of just tell us a little bit more about yourself and, you know, kind of what your mental health journey has looked like. Well, yeah, um, <clears throat> I wouldn't say it's uh, probably the easiest road. Uh, well, growing up with two brothers, now obviously that wasn't probably the easiest thing, you know, one older, one younger. So the mental health has always been a thing where I, you know, kind of had to hide. Mm -hmm. So. Being on the ethics side, because my mom's Spanish, they really don't talk about that stuff neither. It's not really open. Mm -hmm. So, sorry, I'm trying to think. No, you're fine. I mean, you bring up, I mean, right there is a great point. Culturally, I mean, mental health is yeah. also not something, I mean, that's actually something I thought about doing an episode on just because right, right. there are many cultures where mental health is just not something that is discussed. It's not something that really gets brought up. So, right, right. Yeah, so are you saying like maybe you had some struggles or you had yeah some... like you know like it's something that like mental health wasn't really a thing that was ever talked about in my household so mm -hmm. and after joining the marine corps too like <laughs> that you can kick that mental health stuff out the window like and ironically 
that was the first time I ever saw someone for mental health counseling was in the Marine Corps because I got really low, really depressed. You know, I was out in the total um, opposite side of the uh, of the country. Right. And all my family's here. Mm-hmm. And um, it was uh, it was just it was hard to be alone out there. And right. um, so I found out my kid, you know, this is a, this is this is me. This is now I act. So I need to go see someone. So gotcha. I've ended up seeing someone who was, um, he was actually in the Marines as well. Okay. So it wasn't a civilian, which I thought was kind of weird. And I, I actually didn't like, um, because also that Marine stigma was like, you know, you don't, yeah. basically you don't, you don't talk about your feelings. You don't, because yeah. you know, the missions first, you don't, that's, you know, you don't have time for that. So when I was talking to another Marine, he was a senior Marine. I think he was a gunny or a staff sergeant. Okay. So he's been in the Marine Corps about probably 10 plus years. So okay. their knowledge of the Marine Corps, um, they try to use that around mental health. And it's just, uh, it just seems very abstract. So mm-hmm. I saw that person for about, mm, I would say, um, I'd say like uh, three months. But then I mm-hmm. realized like when I was like, I, I kept, when I kept going, I was going like probably once a week and um, the conversations are more like, hey, man, you'll get through it. You'll be fine. That's fine. We're all in the same yeah. boat here. You yeah. know, you're not the only Marine that's living alone in the barracks, you know, so go talk to those Marines and mm-hmm. maybe you'll feel better. I'm like, this isn't really a great approach to it. And that's all I thought about was mental health was like having some other person tell me to just be okay, basically, you know, right. like, and- yeah. yeah. Well, in those kind of structures too, and I'm not bashing, you know, like anything that the Marine Corps would have in mind, but I've also right. seen this with, I mean, like there's a lot of times religious counseling too, like in just in certain religions, we'll put these counseling groups together, but they're very biased to basically whatever the, whatever the agenda is. So whether right. it's what yeah. that religion believes in or what mm-hmm. they're pushing for exactly. and the same thing yeah. in the Marines and, you know, I mean, or any sort of you know, I would say anything that's not based in science, that's not a theory or a counseling program or, you know, just something that's put together. You know, we counselors who go into the schooling for it, I mean, Mm -hmm. we really look objectively at the whole person. Um, We look at the environments, we look at your past, we would look at what's what's causing the distress now, and then what triggers that distress when you're not in session. And, you know, there's just, there's so many more things that you're going to compare it to. And again, I'm not bashing anybody. It's just, there are different forms of therapy. And it just sounds like maybe the first time you had some counseling they were probably following some sort of protocol. Like I can't Correct, say. exactly. Yeah, yeah, and it sounds more like it was just a support, which is not a right. bad thing at all. It's a right. great resource. You, know, you can get that anywhere, but that's not right. What I was kind of looking for was, because again, I could get that with my friends and stuff, but I was kind of, you know, seeking mm-hmm. more than that. Mm-hmm. So did you have, Did you, so did you have, that was, you said that was when you were in. That was while I was actively in, yeah. Okay. In, uh, uh, in, in California, correct. Gotcha. So then what has your, your, your counseling situation looked like after you weren't there so um when i got out um uh i didn't see one for a long time um i just noticed myself getting angry and um at little things that shouldn't Mm -hmm. bother me at all Mm -hmm. um so then uh, um that's when i kind of started opening up like hmm like okay this also isn't me Uh, i'm I'm here with my family now and everything's okay i got a great job you know blah 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 but i'm like i'm getting irritated or things that really don't have anything to do with me and I get upset about it. So that's when I went to the VA mm-hmm. to go see somebody. And that was kind of the same thing for a little bit. 
until recently, about a few months ago, I was actually got like a first civilian. She's a doctor, you know, and mm -hmm. we've actually been setting up a plan mm -hmm. um, and stuff like that. So it's uh, her. She's been she's been great. Um, uh, actually, um, <laughs> actually do need to go see her again and make an appointment. But um, no, it's been. Um, it's been great. I, 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 again, it's that perspective where it's not. She does, she wasn't in the Marine Corps. She's a civilian, so right. she has no ties to either side of any of anything. So she right. can literally give me this great advice that I've I've been seeking. You've so been, you've been yeah, looking for, yeah. and that's a good point too. And I mean, later in this season, I know this we are going to get to military and mental health and so many right, other right. things. We've already recorded um, one of the episodes for that. It's going to be a three part episode and. One of the things that was majorly brought up are the same thing, the same themes actually that you're saying, which is, you know, you're trained to do the mission. You're there for a reason. You know, you kind of have to put your feelings aside. Everything else goes aside. And one of the things that we've talked about, you know, that we do, I know this is out of order for the recording, so I will say something that the listeners will hear later on is what we do discuss is, you know, how do we take these people who make the sacrifice to, to give their time, to give their lives, to give their livelihood, right, you know, right. what do we do when they come back or when they're not in these situations, these life threatening situations, when they're not in these difficult times anymore. And it's really, really hard. I mean, because there's so much conditioning that goes into, it. I mean, That's it's really right. fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, so it is. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that you found an outreach. Correct. I mean, I'm glad that you found somebody that worked for you. Um, and that was through, you said the VA. That is through the VA. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, um um, I d actually did privately see someone, um, but again, it was like um, I stopped seeing uh, someone pri privately, not through the VA, because it was kind of expensive out of pocket. Mm -hmm. So I, that's the only reason why I stopped seeing that person. But the VA, it's free, you know, mm -hmm. and I can and I can do it through there. So, and I'm as far as I know, I'm the first one in my family to ever see a mental mm -hmm. health counselor. So mm -hmm. um, you know, I talk to my brothers about it. I'm pretty open to my brothers about it. Yeah. Um, that hey, and they know that I do see one. Mm -hmm. um, I try to see one once a month, or um, try to see mine once a month. Um, but uh, they, they, they still are a little, you know, shy towards. Do they the say fact. anything specifically about it? Um, they just say if I want to talk to someone, I'll talk to someone. And I and I try and I. I uh, it was actually a couple weeks ago. We we're at uh, Water and Flower in Tampa, and oh, I yeah. told them that yeah, I had a good conversation with mine. And they said, um, well, I can just – basically, it's it's actually amazing. They just said, well, I can just talk to my friend or I can just talk to someone. But, you know, I have to go – they're very close-minded people. So I have to go a little break it down saying, you know, this person, they're a doctor. They're trained to do this. It's not just some friend, you know. It's not they, – they, they know what to say. They know the questions to ask. They know – they they again they it's not like you're their first patient too so they right, they, they, know, right. they know what to do with this stuff so yeah and um yeah it's uh yeah it's, it's always really cool when you go in like i just know like when i've seen from the back end of it when i've seen people who have come in before and maybe they're a little bit leery about counseling they're really not sure right. what to think about it but then you know that is kind of the counselor's job essentially yeah, i mean in that yeah, exactly. especially in that first session to really really hone in get that trust just just yeah, make it aware that all this is is a conversation right that's that's all true. that this is yeah. and then we're going to go from there based on what I've heard or what my analysis is. And a lot of times it will take a couple of times until you can get yeah. maybe a set treatment plan or you can figure out what your next steps are going to be, but you're doing it through somebody else too. I mean, you have that support there Correct. the yeah. entire time. That's true. And I've just seen so many 
really positive places for anybody that's gone into it for whatever. And we always call it the underlining reason. There's always that one oh, of course, thing that yeah. brings somebody in that, and I think for you, it sounded like I was feeling angry yes, or I was yeah, feeling, absolutely. I was, and there was no reason for me to be right, feeling correct. these ways. And that's absolutely normal. And that's, I just, I just want to reiterate that yeah. it's, I don't want to say that it's, it's normal because I'm not comparing it to something that's right. not normal, but I mean, correct. It's very common that people feel that way and that's what gets them into counseling. So, and I mean, again, I'm glad that you did. I'm, I'm sorry that, you know, maybe you, your support system doesn't see it quite that way. I mean, I, that happens a lot too, you know? So, but I just think, you know, by being honest and open about it, that's the first step in just saying, Hey, this is what it is. And this is what I'm doing. Um, what about. Do you have any like I'm 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 not trying to like talk about your job job but I mean not do any. you have any resources through your because I know that's a place that I've told people before to um, look to see if maybe there are some resources there. you know I I I I'm like ninety nine percent sure there is um, I think I'm just I've been, I've been the lazy one that hasn't seek uh, seek that out no but, not at um, all there's so many people that don't know what they're it's, it's it's really it's fascinating there are so many people I know. that you tell them what and um, that your eap is and they're like what <laughs> and they, they're like i didn't even know that was a that was part of my that know, is yeah, yeah right. like, what's even there exactly so, um i just was wondering if that was something because what i'm really trying to focus on with having you here is you know because like i always joked i was like all of my guests are either gay men right, or women right, i know and and you know it's i'm really trying to get in here right now and get some really good perspective so one of the things that i did want to talk about or that i talked touched on last time um, was that article that I read that talked about the 30 bullshit excuses why men don't go to counseling. So, and actually, and not to say that yours was, but I did hear you kind of say one of them that was on here anyway, just about like counseling being pricey, like when you're paying for it out of pocket. And um, that is, it's just, it's just funny because it's, it's, it's going right along with like what this article was saying and what we're trying to say from being here. It is. And I definitely don't want to sugarcoat it for people. And yeah. you know, counseling, if you're paying out of pocket can definitely be a little, it can be an expense. Yeah. And you know, and it's one of those things that I've told people before when I was getting my own counseling, I think initially it was a $175 session. I okay. believe is what the cost was. And then we got in and I paid that the first time. But I knew that if I was going to continue to need counseling, that I was not going to be able to afford that. Right. And so, yeah, so I had a very, and so when it came, and actually she took that right off my plate anyway, because it was one, and she was, and actually I've had EJ on the show before, and she just had a really good structure with, she made it very comfortable. She's like, okay, let's talk about money. And I mean, she's not, you know, she knows, because I put, I was like, well, I'm a bartender. You know what I mean? Like I just, you put in your questionnaire and everything. And I think she also had worked in hospitality. So she was just kind of like, you know, is this something like, are you comfortable with this price point? Yeah. Yeah. And I, we, we ended up working something out, but it was, was enough that she was happy with it. It was enough that I was comfortable with paying that. Okay. And so, you know, and so I just saying it's just another thing to point out because it was something you had brought up, you know, is that it can absolutely be. But what I did find was um, I actually kind of like I cut out things that maybe weren't as good for me. Like (laughs) like I really did. I was like, okay, so if I don't go out to the bar, (laughs) okay, and that's a hundred and thirty, hundred and forty dollar tap, you know, just you know how the night goes. You just never know. Or it's maybe like one less dinner. And if those are, you know, if those are like a night out type of thing, but if that's something that I enjoy and I need, Yeah. yeah, that's one thing. But if it means that just for right now, 
to kind of help me make sense of what's going on or organize my thoughts or just get into a place where maybe my anxiety is not so crazy, then Correct. I can kind of go from there. So what do you think about yeah. another, another, yeah. So to kind of piggyback on that was, uh, when I did see someone out of pocket, um, I was like kind of questioning myself, um, because that, that person had said, do you want to see, uh, do you want to come back next week? Um, you want to come back the week after? And I was like, oh, geez. I'm like, if, if I have to do this like every week, this is going to be like really <laughs> yeah, expensive. So, you know, head, and then it's yeah. like, you know, 10 miles away. So then that's when I, I also started questioning, okay, so I know I, I need um, uh, a, a, a counselor, but how often do I need to see one? Mm -hmm. um, at this point, I'm seeing one every once a month, which I think it's been fine for me. Mm -hmm. um, but at the beginning, I honestly didn't know. I was like right. kind of brand new to it. Do I need to see one every couple of days, every every week? Yeah. Um, and if it, that's it, it's gonna be really expensive. So that's kind of how I um, got on the track of going to the VA anyway. Um, mm. That I knew it was free there. So right, yeah, for sure, absolutely. I just I, and it's I just I I like that you brought that up because it's one of those things that is definitely a concern for people before they would go in. And I just I would just say do your research and know that most counselors do work on that sliding scale. Oh, of course. And also, you know, I mean, this is a treatment plan for you. I mean, yeah. and like I said, you know, most counselors. I mean, some might have an idea of what a treatment plan is going to look like, which means that they're going to at least have an idea of how many sessions ideally they would like to have, but sessions fall through all the time. I mean, it just, yeah, okay. it happens things. Right. And it's one of those, I've even noticed myself, like if something comes up and I'm like, Oh, I have a, I have a counseling session. I, the first thing I will do is try to reschedule that just to, uh, okay. so I just, you know, things do happen yeah. a yeah. lot of the time. And I mean, I'm trying to fight the stigma. I do the same thing. So it's just funny that it's very easy to get caught up in that. Um, but just again, with the money, just know that there are probably ways that and this is not yeah. about saying this to you. I'm saying this to listeners as well. There's probably some way that you can sort of work around that to make yourself comfortable Absolutely. with that. Yeah. But also a good point is do ask about your treatment plan. You know, ask your counselor, how, how often are you That's seeing right. this happen? Because yeah. I've. I got into one of those too, where I was like, okay, I almost felt like I was being um, swindled a little bit because <laughs> yeah, I was right, like, right, okay, right. so it's $125 for this. Right. And then it's a hundred dollars for this. Yeah. And you want to see me parking. every other week. <laughs> and I don't really feel like I'm getting the, you know, and I mean, and just, you know, and it's just, it's fair and it's fair to be able to ask it. So in the same yeah. way too, I actually, I went to um, the dentist, I had some dental work done yeah. and I kind of like. I have to get a root canal anyway. And I was like, well, okay. why the hell yeah. did we do all this? But, but you know what? I didn't ask. Like, I didn't ask the uh, questions right, that I yeah. should have. And true, so, true. and so it just kind of, you know, it's kind of that same thing in anything that you do, yeah. you know, it's, you know, especially when it comes to your health, your mental health, your physical health, That's right. you, you know, you should always be an advocate for yourself. So just mm -hmm. kind of keep that in mind. Um, there was another one. I mean, there's plenty of these excuses, oh, but right. I do think that they're yeah. kind of interesting. Um, and if you felt, I mean, I know because you're very open. I mean, if you felt any of these, let me know because I think it's important to talk about. Um, you know, uh, this one says they're going to sit there and judge me, and they're assuming the, the counselor, right. and I'm not going to pay for that. <laughs> that's do you, right. Do you think that's accurate? Um, yeah. So I mean, I, I've I personally heard that from probably my oldest brother. I would say uh, mm. he uh, like. He he's not gonna. He he's the type of person that he wants to solve his problems himself and mm -hmm. not reach out to anybody, and so that's one hundred percent him. Um, mm -hmm. And um, I've heard that before too, where like, again, where I, where I said in the past, where I can just talk to a friend for free, you know. Right. But 
your you know your friend doesn't have that years and of experience and education that they've went through to to talk to people mm -hmm. like this. So it's it's a massive difference. You're paying, I yeah, you're paying to talk to someone, but you're paying for that knowledge and um, mm -hmm. and that like that, that guideline they're going to put you in to to yeah. Know, Set you right. <laughs> yeah. And I've always said, no matter what, I, my own personal experiences with counseling, I always have an aha moment where it was, and I always think this in my head because I'm pretty cheap with my money sometimes. Yeah. I, I mean, I just want to know if I'm spending it where it's going, that right. it's, it's, there's right. a reason for it, but right. there's always Absolutely. like a point where I'm like, okay, that was worth it. Like, yeah, and it, there's always course. just something. And of a lot course. of times I feel like the more that I give myself to the process, the more of those moments I find. Yeah. So it's just, it's just something to also kind of keep in mind. But with this one too, um, number one, like, and, and that's such a good point when you, we all have those friends that we can go to, but I would challenge you on this, <laughs> not you again, just I'm right. speaking to everybody, but it's, more often than not, say you had three different friends that you were going to call about a specific situation that was going on or something that's bothering you, you're probably going to call the one that's going to cater the way that that's you exactly, want to be felt. Yeah, that's exactly So if you have right. that, and, and that's why it's important to mm -hmm. go to a counselor, especially when you're working on something as important as your mental health, because you need that person who is completely unbiased, that person, and they are not there to judge you because trust me as well, counselors have heard it all. Oh, of course. There is yeah. nothing that yeah. you could tell a counselor that's, that's going to be so. shocking. That's going to just completely exactly. move them off of their seat. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I actually, and during, I had a really unique experience once where I worked with, um, some, I, I worked with a client who, I, I mean, obviously I'm not licensed. This was just in my shadowing and my, yeah. you know, my internships that I've had. Right. And, um, the one was, I mean, this was somebody who was preparing to go to prison for an extended sentence. And I realized in that moment that my job as a counselor is not to, I mean, I learned very gruesome things about what he had done in yep. order to put him in his situation. Okay. But we still have to advocate for that client. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Me being biased or judgmental towards the decisions that this person has made is not benefiting the client. Absolutely not. So it's just another sure. reason to let, you know, like when you, if you really think that someone's going, and you know, what, if you do go into a situation and you have a counselor and you do feel like maybe they are being judgmental of one, bring it up. I'm not comfortable with the way that this is going. That's I don't, a good I don't point really, too. this is not like, wow. I'm not here for you to be yeah. doing this. You can be, and, and that's the thing, just be honest with your counselor, that's because right. if it's yeah. not working, then I would highly encourage you to find a relationship, a counseling relationship that does work. Yeah. It, and it might take some time. No, it will. Yeah. And, um, kind of like, uh, with that point was, um, you know, not being biased is that, a small example was um, is that I typically when I see a problem I want to solve it right then and there. I need to solve it right then and there. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't want to I don't want to wait five ten minutes or or you know whatever the next day. I need to solve mm -hmm. it right then and there and make sure everything's okay that we can whatever move on. Yeah. Um, and I learned <laughs> I learned that that cannot happen. You know your 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 partner or whoever you're dealing with. If they don't want to solve it right then and there, you need to you need to step back and 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 take as much time as they need and you need to you know rethink your thoughts and and whatnot. So, um, and that, and that kind of sort of not being biased thing is that 
I was expecting them to say, well, if you want to solve it right then and there, make sure that you just approach it right and solve it right then and there. You know, that's all you have to do yeah. is just approach it right, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, but no, you just, it's not how you do it, but you <laughs> right. take time and stuff like that. So well, yeah, it having, challenged yeah. your, what you had already, I mean, it challenged a notion you had that right. you were probably living that way, doing certain things that way. Absolutely. And then you're like, oh, wait, there is a completely different way to mm -hmm. look at this or that's to, right. yeah. Um, another episode that's coming up, that's going to be really good, has a lot of great um, advice is the couples counseling um, that we did this couple counseling session. And even in that, just strategies, like even just, you know, obviously Amy Dixon, who comes on that episode, was talking about how to communicate with your couple or how to communicate as a couple right. with your partner. But so much of what she said also transcends into how you would relate with coworkers and how you would relate with, I mean, family members true, and right? how you would yeah. approach communication in these tools just in general anyway. That's true. So just always keeping that too. And that's another great tool that you do learn from therapy. And the more that you learn about yourself and what makes you triggered, what makes you yeah, tick, yeah, what yeah. makes you get to a point. And That's then right. how do you handle yourself when you are in those moments? Then you can take all of the stuff that you learn and you can take it out and you can do good things with it. That's and right. You can, exactly. You can, you can do pretty much. I just always think that therapy is a tool for so much more. Right. And in therapy is a way of honestly knowing yourself more because, um, I, you know, I never knew that I could literally be able to just step back, take a, take a deep breath, you know? All right. right, AJ, you're fine. You can you can do this. You can get through it. You know, this is uh, actually a big thing that my dad told me was that um, it's not. He basically it's it kind of you know what's the word um, cliche, but it's a uh, it's not, it's not the end of the world. Basically, yeah. You know, when yeah. you have an argument, when something happens, it's not the end of the world. Relax. Mm -hmm. You know, it's mm -hmm. not you know, nothing's. It's just an argument or whatever uh, disagreement, whatever you yeah. may be, and so just. Relax, you know, right, and everything will be fine. You know? Right, and time is a big thing with that too. Absolutely, Every, anything oh, that That's yeah, the biggest thing. I you think. give yourself the time, you give yourself the permission to, I would say, to grow and develop and, and know that you are a human that's learning. But time really does fix a lot of things. Okay. And, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and that's right. I think the more that you kind of do take those breaths and you do let yourself relax, and I, I love that. It's a great, it's a great thing for him to have said. I love that. Um, here's another one. Um, the only thing worse than going to therapy is hanging out in the therapist's waiting room. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. that's interesting. Right. Because that's, that implies a lot. Yeah. I, I wonder if they're like, cause like, okay, I, I, I kind of, I kind of, understand that a little bit because i think what they're meaning by that is that okay you you finally drive walk somehow get to your therapist's office and now you're just sitting there waiting and i think that's when your mind starts really really racing honestly kind of prior to me going on this podcast i'm like okay what are we you know what's what's going to happen what's uh, what, what, what are we even talking about you know i can't you know can't mess up or whatever you know and so your mind just starts racing next thing you know you mm -hmm. hey it's your time to come up and actually, you know, yeah. So I feel like that's when like, yeah, you're in the waiting room, just sitting there waiting. It's like, oh God, like, yeah. what are we going to, what's the session going to be like today? You right. Know, like what's, what, what's going to happen? Am I going to get, am I going to gain anything out of this today? Or, you know, if it's going to have to wait till next month or next week. To, right. You know, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and too, I mean, I think especially from like a guy's perspective where guys tend to kind of probably like to be in control a little bit more than not. Yeah. Um, you know, you're about to go into a room where you're not really sure 
what's going to happen, what the direction is going to be, because that's, again, that's a counselor's job. That's you right. are there to be the, the client. Mm-hmm. And um, it can be very difficult to, to put yourself into that role. And we always talk about, too, um, you know, we hold so many different hats or we have so many different roles that we all have as humans. We might be right. brother, we might be husband, we might be uncle, but we are also whatever our roles at work are. And if you're a leader in that position. And so sometimes it, it, you know, it takes a lot to remind ourselves like, Hey, right now I'm allowing myself to be the role of just AJ or just Bradley or just Tyler. Who's over here. I mean, when we go into these situations, we are just that person and we're going to take this time. We're going to focus on that person and we're going to see what we can do to help make that person even better and how yeah, to make that exactly. person's lives, that person's mm-hmm. life easier mm-hmm. in their transitions into what right. they're going to go out and do in the world. So, um, I did like this, this excuse though, because <laughs> I have actually, I mean, and it's funny, especially like if you're in a small town, because that's something too, um, my counselor, the first time I went in, she was like, so, um, we live in a small town, okay. <laughs> which, yeah, I yeah. mean, Dunedin's a pretty small suburb of the Clearwater area. So, right, right. you know, she was like, you know, we probably frequent a lot of the same restaurants or the same, you know, and I worked in hospitality. Right. And so, and she basically said, if we go out into public and I see you, if you see me and you want to say hello, then I know you. But okay. if yeah. you don't acknowledge me, then I don't know who you are. Like, I don't know uh, you. Okay. So, okay. and I, I really yeah. did like that approach because yeah. this is kind of hitting that with uh, the, the only yeah. thing worse is just like hanging out in, in, the, in the waiting room is because right. you're probably a little bit worried, especially like I said, in small towns, am yeah. I going to run into somebody that I that's know or true. is there going to, and that's just going to put more very judgment, true. more shame. Mm-hmm. And so I do get that, but I also, I will say too, a lot of times counselors do purposely try it doesn't always happen but depending on the the office or the facility that you're going to a lot of times we do try for a little bit of an overlap just because we don't want people to run into each other yeah okay so you know you you may be in the waiting room by yourself so that's kind Uh, of essentially what it's going for and most offices that i've worked in i have seen that the only way that i've seen that kind of cross though is where uh there might be multiple counselors in one office so you know, just okay. because you're there for your counselor, somebody else might have a 10 o'clock with their counselor, True. but it's one waiting room. True. So just to, you know, to talk, to speak to this one, because I w- want to identify these. Uh, the other thing that I would say, though, is when you are in those moments where you are in the waiting room, that's some of my favorite time before a session. Because oh, yeah. what I like to do is sit there and start working on my breath work. And I oh, like yeah. to try to bring my system down. That's I'm trying what I have to calm, and, and it's not easy to it's do. It's not, no, heck, it's it's no. it's not, and also it depends on the waiting room because I've been in some counseling <laughs> waiting rooms. I'm just saying, like, I mean, if you got if it smells good and there's white noise, like, I mean, there's plants. That's I mean, funny. there's things that just make you, you know. But try to associate this time that you have to go to counseling as a time that you need to better yourself. Correct. So yeah. just know that I am going to go into this situation knowing that for the next 60 minutes, I get to talk about myself. I get to talk about my feelings and my issues and things that are making me feel a certain way. And that's okay. Right. But as I'm getting ready for it, because, you know, and counselors are just like any other healthcare profession. I mean, you might be in the waiting room for four minutes, you might be there for 15, just depending on how the day is going. But if you have that time, I try not to look at my phone, but it's like one of the first things I do is I put my phone away 
it's no longer time to focus on that. I put it on do not disturb. I'm here for Bradley. I'm here to focus on him. Good. And so Good. let's start to do some breath work in my head and let's start to try to bring this nervous system down and try to just get in a good place so that yeah. my head feels clear and then I can go into the That's room good. and have a better session. Um, I like that. And, and you can also look into some counselors. Actually, there's one that I worked with in um, Clearwater and she had, it was the Biosound. It was actually, I don't know if anyone's okay. heard of this before, but it's Biosound therapy. And basically it's like a massage bed that you lay on and you completely blacken out you know, ever you wear blacked out uh, glasses and you put soundproof headphones on and there's like, it uses sound technology, but then really? also the the bed will wow. move and it'll vibrate in certain ways. So it's like, it's, wow. it's supposed to help reset your brain waves. Look at that. Yeah. It's, oh my gosh, but I didn't even know that this existed. Actually, I had right. to ask her one really day I was nice. leaving and I was like, <laughs> by the way, what's in that room? And she's like, oh, <laughs> let me show you. And I didn't, I'd never even had heard of it, even in my studies. Wow. And I, so she, That's she's like, do you want to try this? I was like, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just telling you, I was like, all of a sudden it actually used, they use it a lot for, um, people with addiction, um, wow. especially like pain management. Okay. If you're trying to go a holistic approach to that, um, it really worked with anxiety. I mean, I got out and I felt like just, I was like, holy shit. Like I really was not expecting that. But wow. my point with all of this is you never know, like you could even tell your counselor, Hey, yeah, true. most of the racing thoughts that I have actually starts before our session even begins. And that's, right. that's a good, that I, if somebody told me that I'd be like, okay, well, here's a great, here's a great spot to start. Let's start that's right good. here, you that's know, good. because we've already addressed it. Now let's go ahead and talk about it. So I just, a couple of things to, to think about. Um, another one, I guess you kind of touched on this one too. I can't do therapy. I'm the guy who's supposed to have my shit together. Yeah, uh, right. That's yeah. a that's a big one. I think from what I've heard from you and in just your background too. Yeah, and, you know, like um, you know, the man's supposed to be like you know, I don't want what's like lack for a better term, you know, the the backbone, you know, for, yeah, for, masculinity, for the, yeah, for the yeah. family, you know, you know, like everyone goes to him for the problems and blah blah blah. So yeah, that's uh, and again, growing up with uh you know with two brothers and those those are my only two siblings too mm -hmm. it's like uh it's a it's a whole different ball game when yeah um, there's a lot of layers there correct exactly yeah well can i i mean as a man did you feel less of a man by going to counseling um at first yes i felt um absolutely i felt i was um uh peeling back a layer that shouldn't be exposed mm. for like for a better term so um, like kind of like how you were saying, like, um, in the waiting room, like if you see someone come in that, you know, or someone like, I, it was one time in the beginning where I was on my way to, uh, therapy and, um, um, my brother had asked me, like, hey, where are you going? I'm like, oh, I'm just, I'm going to the store, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That going, um, and that was my brother coming, um, and that was in the beginning too. So, right. um, but now they're, I've, I've been a lot more open about it. So, mm -hmm. um, but in the beginning, yeah, it was, uh. It was very tough because, um, again, I didn't. I felt like that I, I, I up until like, um, basically my my entire life up until like in the Marine Corps and after the Marine Corps, I felt like I've been able to solve all of the solutions mm -hmm. problems in my life. You know, I've yeah. been able to find some sort of solution to any problem in my life. So, but with mental health, like you just can't do that on your own. You really yeah. can't. You can't, and it's going to be worse if you do it on your own. And uh, you mm -hmm. need to seek someone who can like basically 
professionally up, yeah, not just, you know, friend, brother, yeah. sister, cousin. Well, that's when, you know, when you're not taking care of yourself, that's when we see a lot of, the, of these issues do come to fruition. And whether it's self-coping, whether it's, you know, just not finding effective ways of moving through something that was painful or something that was traumatic or something that does trigger, continues to trigger stress. Right. It's all kinds of things. And it will affect everything. It'll affect your work. It'll affect your relationships, your family, um, even just like the way that you maybe run your household or the way that, you know, everything. And, And it's just one of those kind of like, you almost feel like before people know it, that's when they get to a point where they're like, okay, they're very much might be a problem here. And then that's when people come in, but that's okay too. That's why counselors are here. That's That's why we do what we do. So absolutely. um, So how about, uh, and I don't, you don't have to share this if you don't want to, but I mean, did you have to go on any kind of medication or anything? Uh, um, Good, uh, good point. So um, when um, I had first uh, thought about seeking out mental, like, you know, mental uh, health and, and, in the Marine Corps, I, I, that's another stigma. I actually, I thought that they were going to put me on, on medication. I thought they were going to be like, you know what? Uh, uh, it's, it's weird that I thought that, honestly, now. But I immediately thought, as soon as I see someone, they're going to just say, hey, maybe you should, we should just put you on this, and that can help you out. So, But no, I, I, I have not been on any medication. Um, I've, never been, um, I've never been asked to be on any medication. Right. So... Um, but that was actually a big point that I thought immediately, I'm thinking I'm going to have to be put on some weird thing and it's going to, you know, affect me and I might, I possibly won't be the same person, blah, blah, blah. So I was, I was afraid of that, but that, that, that wasn't uh, basically, I've never been asked for any, any of that. So, yeah, well, and that's, and that was another one of the excuses too, is I don't want to, I don't want to take pills and this happens and this is not just among men this is men women everybody i've ran into so many uh people that have have told me that that's one of the major reasons why they don't want to go to counseling Mm -hmm. and i think there's a lot of stigma involved with that in general right just because one um a lot of like a lot of benzodiazepines have been very abused. Xanax is one of those things. I mean, and there's a whole history there. There's a whole thing that goes into that. And I think a lot of people almost were, especially I think like our generation, they were introduced to these drugs more recreational than what they were supposed to ever become. And so a lot of people think, well, I don't know. I I think there's, I've run into people who have even been like, well, I don't know what it's like to take Xanax if it's prescribed to me type of situation <laughs> right like how would that be if i actually wow. had a prescription yeah, for it exactly so and, yeah. and so i mean it just is it was just kind of one of those things like you go to a party right. people are passing out yeah, exactly. bars. and so you know it's um it's i kinda, just think it's so, kind of weird to have it prescribed to you yeah <laughs> right it's like oh like it's it's like when you, it sounds i don't <laughs> but like it's like when if you were able to buy alcohol underage before you turned 21 right. it's not as fun after yeah, 21 exactly. Exactly. like so i just I do understand. And so and it's a great point to talk about. But then, you know, you get into more of the psychoactive drugs where they do, you know, where I'm not going to say that they change who you are, but they're going to definitely, they're going to change your behavior as you are working through what you're working through. Absolutely. Yeah. And so some yeah. people are long-term, some people are not. Some people just need, like, I. the great example is like postpartum. There are some women 
who will continue to need drugs as they go forward. And there are some women who don't need the medications after, you know, maybe just a little bit to kind of get them to where they need to be. And the bottom line is, and I I do understand it, you have to do what works for you. Um, But I I would say more often than not, especially because there's, I think there's a big push too. psychiatry is where you would go to get psychoactive drugs. That's where you would go if you potentially needed medication, but you are not going to get that from a counselor. A counselor is not able to prescribe medicine. Yeah, they can't. So counseling is actually a really good way to kind of holistically go into your mental health before you would possibly need to take that route. And whichever route works for you is what works for you. There's no right or wrong way of doing it. But a counselor would also, they would introduce the subject in the best way. Right. They, w- they would be able to, like, we can diagnose under the DSM-5, but we cannot actually give you that script. So mm, okay. at some point, we're going to have to refer you to somebody else. Right. And that means that we, and if you have a good counselor, a counselor is going to have that relationship with uh, maybe a, a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner, or they're going to have that with a local psychiatrist or somebody that they use that they know they have a good working relationship with because that's what's best for the client. That's right. Because yeah. you're going to eventually, and, and pretty much any drug that you'd be put on from a from a mental health standpoint is going to require some sort of counseling, some Correct. sort of continued yeah, counseling true, yeah. to make sure. So I just, I don't want to discourage anybody that does think the yeah. way... You know, if they are prescribed, at the end of the day, it's there to help you, right? Exactly. You know? So yeah. yeah, and there's the same way. I mean, you know, if you get pneumonia, I mean, Correct. you get yeah. you get anything that you you can't control. You you do not feel shame or guilt for taking no, a, no. A, you know, anything to to help yourself through that. Right. And, and anything that would happen to you medically, you break your you know you break your ankle. I've used that example before. You are going to rely on your support group. You are going to need help getting through that and that's okay we do not shame people that break their ankles even if yeah. they do it you know and maybe like like on jackass you know like you know like maybe they they put themselves in a situation or something but we still almost have sympathy for somebody who breaks their ankle right. but we don't have that same philosophy when it comes to mental health so that's you know that's one of those things that that's why we're here and that's why we're talking about it because there really should be no reason to to have that so another one of those um bullshit excuses as according to men's health was um i wouldn't even know what to say to a therapist is that something yeah um so i i i guess i understand that i i kind of knew why why i was going in uh to go see a therapist in the first place was because mm-hmm. uh you know either my temperament and how you know how easily i get you know triggered or you know offended or whatever you would like to say but um yeah, uh, I guess um, in, in the beginning, you kind of, from my experience, you, you need to find out like what's what's what is triggering you. What why why do you get upset and what makes you feel that way? So I was able to kind of go in depth with my counselor. Um, so I kind of already knew what I wanted to talk about, so to speak. And and honestly, the counselor kind of. They 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 talk in a way they like open up the the room where you know you feel comfortable talking about um, certain things and they'll ask certain questions where you know you can conversate and have a conversation basically and that way you're not just sitting there awkwardly and saying yes or no questions and right you know right um, so yeah you may I think I feel like um, 
you may not know what to say, but I feel like the counselor may kind of get it out of you, so to yeah. speak, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, that's a beautiful part too, is like, I mean, expect a lot of open-ended questions yeah. because they're going, because that's how you learn more about somebody. Right. So if I keep asking you yes and no questions, I'm not really building a case with you. Right. You know, right. and that's more, I mean, I would expect, you know, like yes and no questions or closed-ended questions. They work great in interrogation, <laughs> but, um, you know, but not in counseling. We need to know more about who you are, what you're doing and, and, you know, and why you do. And that's how we're going to help you identify, like in your case, your triggers with your temperament and why those are happening mm -hmm. and where, where maybe those happen more than other places or Correct, what, right. what's going on right when this is happening, but then applying that to other things. So, that's right. and now I know you said that you found your therapist through the VA, um, but another one of those excuses was I tried to find a therapist, but it's impossible. So, I mean, did you try to look for a counselor before yeah. the VA? Um, I did actually. And that's the one I saw out of pocket, um, oh, was okay. the, uh, um, it's like, a, uh, about a year or two after I got out of the military, when I moved back here, Okay. um, I just, I knew I needed to see someone. So I kind of, I basically, I went on Google and I mm -hmm. said, you know, kind of like, um, I typed in, um, I think I typed in um, anger management counselor or mm -hmm. some some mental health counselor, and I saw one that was rated like a like a four point five with like you know, like twelve reviews. Yeah, and right. I saw that, and I was like, okay, and it was kind of close. So mm -hmm. that's basically I saw that, and, and that's um, what worked. I called and I made an, an appointment, and uh, um, but that's when I realized I didn't know how often to go, and. Um, that's why I went and seek yeah, out the VA. But was, yeah. I, um, I, I wouldn't. It's it's not hard to find at all. I mean, I googled it and immediately was able to find yeah. so many, many. I just picked yeah. one. So yeah, well, and it's a good point too because I think a lot of times I did the same thing when I knew kind of what I was going in for. I looked up counselors who I thought or counselors who maybe specialized in something like that. And even, well, not even like for mine, I just looked up like LGBTQ plus right. like friendly. Right, <laughs> right. That yeah. There wouldn't be right. a yeah. counselor who should be unfriendly, but I mean, you know, I just, <laughs> but I mean, just, or I just thought somebody maybe who has done work in this area of course, before, yeah, because yeah. a lot of what I wanted to get to or what I thought I wanted to get to had to do with those those issues right, or those absolutely. feelings I was having. So I get that too with if you know you're seeing this temperament and you're looking up the anger. So a lot of but you can do that. Psychology today is a big resource for that just because right. the counselors do have to pay to be on there. So That's they right. have to be verified. They have to so they are kind of really using that as an almost an advertising tool to get to the people that are looking them up. But their search engine is also very specific where you could put in specifically whatever maybe is troubling you most. So yeah, whether okay. it's like yeah. postpartum is something you could put in, you could put up counseling, uh, a couple's counseling. Um, I mean, right. you could put up, you could do PTSD, you could do mm -hmm. depression, um, anxiety. And then you could, if, and especially if you have been diagnosed with a disorder before, you could also put in maybe what that is and find somebody. I mean, there, there's going to be reasons probably why they pop up. And one of them could be, like you right. said, the reviews too. That's right. So you yeah. can see what people you know, what their experience was like, Correct. relate and go from there. Yeah. So, um, so the other one is, so, and this is the last one I kind of want to touch on is this one says, you know, it was like the last one that they had and it said, fuck it. Okay. I'm scared <laughs> is like the, the final one. But I know that you said that you did feel a little bit vulnerable the first time that you went, um, yeah, or absolutely. when you first started your counseling. So, I mean, is it fair to say that you're like, guys are scared to go to counseling? That's a hundred percent. Correct. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's just that stigma that we all hold that, you know, um, 
but you know, male, you know, um, heterosexual, homo, you know, it doesn't matter. It, just because you're a male, you, you, you know, this this facade that we pull up, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, Bradley looks like he's got his stuff together, nice hair, beautiful. You know, he doesn't he doesn't have problems, right? You know, he's great. He can solve it on his own. So, you know, um, it, yeah. So I. I was definitely scared. I, I would say, I mean, nervous, super, super nervous. Yeah. Because, um, you know, seeing this random person, you know, right. That right. you're going to, you know, divulge all this information to, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. So I definitely agree with that. That's, that, that's another huge. Yeah. And it's, you know, like most of the time, for the most part, you know, you don't really just go up to somebody on the street and start talking to them, you know, a complete stranger and start talking yeah. to them about, I mean, maybe in a bar, but I mean, right, you know, you're right. not necessarily going to do that, like just in everyday <laughs> society. But, um, but, you know, so, but, you know, do you regret counseling at all? I mean, do you, would you say that? No, no, I don't think anybody um, should ever regret counseling. I feel like um, I, I listened, I uh, was watching, not listening, not watching, listening to one of your podcasts, and you had mentioned that you had saw someone that really wasn't um, the right person for you, but you oh. learned from them to not, to the things that, you know, to not emulate yes. from them and stuff like yes. that. So, um, in that aspect that you can gain something out of counseling, you know, each time you go. So, um, yeah, I... I've learned a lot about myself and how I can control myself, uh, my thoughts and my feelings and the words that I say, the actions that I do. Um, um, and it's just, again, with, with seeing a, a counselor, it's, um, they kind of get, um, they, they, they make you know yourself a little bit more than you did prior. So, right. And um, that's not yeah. a bad thing. Right. right. Absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. Exactly. So I never knew I was able to, Take a deep breath, walk away, <laughs> you know, and I, I'm, I am capable of doing that. So, yeah, which is great. And I never knew that until I saw someone. And but, yeah, it, it's always beneficial, I, I would say. In yeah. my opinion, it's always beneficial. Well, good. Well, I'm proud of you that you went out there and, you know, you knew that there was you were aware of something that you needed to change or that you wanted to change for your own betterment and then found a counselor, found one that worked for you. You know, you've made, it sounds like you've made strides from where you probably, I didn't know you then, yeah. you know, I, right, I just correct. mean from where I would assume you would have been before counseling to where you are now. Right. And then also you found a way to maintain an effective counseling relationship. That's so right. you know that one month, wor once a month works for you and that you can take that and go forward. You can go into right, your life correct. and do what you need to do and you can have the job and, and make these, you mentioned that you're moving and, you know, That's it's right. like moving mm -hmm. is a very stressful situation yeah. and some right. of those same things might come up, but you're going to know how to handle it. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's a good point too. So no, very true. Well, you know, we are kind of wrapping up here. I just, I always give my guests, I always say like one last chance with the mic. Is there anything you want to say? I mean, any of the listeners, anything you want to kind of close up on? Uh, no, um, I would say um, definitely if you're in a position where you think that you need to talk to someone professionally, I would say do it. It's definitely worth it. I promise you, you will get something out of it. And uh, 
Thank you, Bradley. Thank oh, you yeah. for for, uh, for allowing me to be here. Thank you, Tyler. Yeah, Tyler's <laughs> I appreciate the best. it. Yeah. Well, thank you, AJ. As always, you know, I mean, I, as always, to anyone that is listening, I just like that you were a listener. You were a community member that reached out. So, if you do want to be on this podcast, if you have ideas, if there's a discussion that you want to continue, just let me know. I am all ears. I will work with you guys. Uh, this has just been again so humbling. I'm so glad that I finally got a guy on here after right. o- over a year. <laughs> Uh, which is great. So, the, hey, it gives me hope for, uh, you know, going forward. Absolutely. So, yeah. you know, and, and I think we hit a lot of really good points as to why men don't like going to counseling. But mm-hmm. also, I think we hit the point of what can happen when men do go to counseling. Oh, and oh, yeah. that's what's important. Absolutely. So, you know, again, to everyone out there and to AJ again, thank you. Uh, this has been an episode of On What Brings You In. My name is Bradley Wank. I appreciate having everyone back for this first episode of the second season. If you or anyone you know is suffering a mental health crisis, please call or text 988. You can also go to www. 988lifeline.org. Someone will be there to help you. I have recorded today at the Colab Studios in Clearwater, Florida, as always, thanking them for their direction and their insight. And this season, you guys, we're really working to build the show into something that can reach a greater audience. So if you have the time, I would really appreciate if you could like, subscribe, and rate each episode so that we can gear our content going forward and give you guys the best episode we can. My website is www.onwhatbringsyouinepisodes.com. Thank you again, you guys. Have a great day, and we'll talk soon.